Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, physical man, voice reason, Scott, as well as the best book machine, Mr. Zach from Back to the Ring. We are coming from to you from above the ring, Shift Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things AWWE worldwide on Monday morning, Turner Time. We are recording this. We're getting ready to post it. Well, by the time you hear this, it's obviously posted. Guys, WrestleMania 38 has come and gone. What a wild weekend. You know, these, these events come as you know, go as fast as they come. Two nights, we got a lot to talk about. Guys, how are we feeling after this one? Just overall, like where are we sitting on this one? I, I was I was telling Zach this before we started. I said this for me, easily the best two night WrestleMania that they've done from an entertainment standard uh, standpoint. Wrestling wise, I'd probably give it to last year's, but this weekend was just literally stupendous like zach said it himself this this lived up to the the, the moniker that they gave it I, just yeah i'm sad that it's over honestly like this was so much fun it really was fun i i'm wildly entertained by all of this i was talking to people who don't regularly watch wrestling who also loved every second of it so it was just purely fun yeah the second night especially just got super weird, but in a good way. So I'm happy. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think last year, I think one of the nights was I thought was incredible, and the other night was like very subpar. And this year, across the board, I just thought it was great overall. Like, I can't think of a match that I thought was kind of dull. I think I was hooked pretty much the whole two nights, minus you know the fact that I was with my friend, his girlfriend, my girlfriend, and that was a very that was a first. You know, they don't watch wrestling. Be my buddy, do pulling them in, pulling them in, just keep, just keep pulling them in, Sam. <laughs> I, I, we woke up, my girlfriend came over, we made breakfast today, well, Sunday, and I watched wrestling videos. And I just, I pretty much like I sent you that video, Scott, and yeah. Mr. Zach, I'll send this to you as well. <laughs> I watched, I think, four hours of like wrestling stuff, and she was actually intrigued. She was like, Oh, this is stupid. She's like, this is extremely fascinating. There you go. It's more than just a bunch of naked men, half naked men wrestling for belts who don't wear pants. So some of us do. <laughs> I say us like I'm a wrestler. No. Yeah. <laughs> the dream, do- damn it. <laughs> Still real to me. <laughs> so let's get right into it, guys. Night one. Night one was again, let's start with stupendous. Um Opening bout, Usos, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rick Boogs uh, for the SmackDown tag titles with the Usos retaining. So pretty uh, pretty decent over on my end. I feel like it got cut short because of whatever happened to Rick. Boogs, yeah, he tore his quad and patella. And it was, yeah. And we don't have a timetable, but I think within the next couple of days, he's going to be having surgery on it. Um, so it's a huge loss. I actually did read somewhere that the ending was changed because of that injury. So I don't know, maybe the Usos might have lost, but still it's, it's unfortunate that to have an injury on in first, the first match of the night and it being Rick Boogs first WrestleMania. It seems like putting that match as the opening match of WrestleMania, there probably should have been a title change. That would have been a pretty cool moment to open it. Also, torn quad. 
sounds like it has to be the most painful injury imaginable. Just like the biggest muscle on your body tearing that must yeah. be terrible. Unless you're Vince McMahon and you tear both of them. At the you're same superhuman. Time. You may not be able to move, but <laughs> he still gets the job done. That's right. He gets a, he gets a Royal Rumble uh, restarted because of it. Mm. So <laughs> following that, we had Drew McIntyre taking on defeating Happy Corbin. These these two, I think, were two of the shortest matches of the weekend. And Scott just sighed because I'm big, still big sad about this. The one thing that I wanted from this match is to have the end of days be protected like it has Corbin's entire career. And as soon as he hit it, I felt immediate dread because I knew, I knew. And then Drew kicked out and I slammed my hand so hard on my little cable that I have. I almost broke my hand and the table. I was so mad. (laughs) I knew he'd lose, but I just wanted that one thing. And I was like, damn it. Oh, did you want it? Do you want that move protected forever? Or did you want somebody else to? Just just to be, because he's always been like under the radar when it can when it came to how good he actually is in the ring because you're so focused on how much of a shit human being he can be <laughs> but his finisher was always just so like bam done and the fact that he he was able to do it to drew and i was just like dear god just if even if he won the match i probably would be over i'd be over the moon if he would have won but it's drew McIntyre. i <sighs> I was mad at Drew last night, but <laughs> tonight I'm like, all right, I whatever, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's I love I love when the those moments because I've I've watched wrestling for a long time and those type of things just pull me more into it. And I'm just like, God damn it, you you and your emotion make me emotional over this shit. God damn it. Over how much a finishing move is protected, that's right? how deep you go. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it does. I mean, I I know where Scott's coming from. I mean, you know, not every finishing move has to be protected, but definitely, you know, the one or two out there, <clears throat> excuse me, the one or two out there, um, give it a little extra, I guess, charm or magic or whatever you want to, however you want to approach it. Um, the other, the other thing I really, weird way to end this match where drew mcintyre took his fucking sword and ripped the first two uh ropes off like just fucking whack yeah that was i i'm glad that the posts held up because if the posts would have like snapped as well that could have hurt somebody because those ropes are not they're not flimsy like they could take people's heads off literally like it's not the sword too <laughs> everything but yeah, that was that was kind of nuts. I didn't expect that. Um, but whatever. It'll be interesting to see what happens now with Drew going forward. It was a good use of the sword, I thought. Yes. No, that Practical use. Right. It cuts things. <laughs> it's kind of a real sword. Yeah. Yeah. I, for a while, I thought it was just like a dull sword because you can buy those things not sharpened. Mm-hmm. And absolutely not the case here. so following that up we had our first celebrity match of the weekend the miz and logan paul taking on defeating the mysterios 
The um, ending to this match was absolute batshit crazy. Like the crowd was just all like blowing up. I believe like Logan Paul got hit with uh, 619 from both of them. And it, the crowd was in a frenzy. And then all of a sudden Miz is like, hey, it's called Crescent Finale. Boop, you're done. I was like, what? I was talking to one of my friends who doesn't regularly watch wrestling. And, you know, he that's the kind of thing that those that more general fan casual fans get into because of celebrities involved who they know. And he was just like, Oh yeah. Everything I was seeing on Twitter, everybody was saying was like, Logan Paul did so well, but I hated how he did so well and how much I liked him in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, we were talking about um, John and I were talking about that. He actually, Logan Paul looked really good in the ring. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of his, you know, his experience outside of the ring or whatnot, but he looked really good. But it, like you said, at the same time, it's like the guy's a fucking asshole. Natural like, heel. And and mm-hmm. it's and speaking of that, his brother also gets it. Like during the kickoff show, he was on the panel and he was just getting the crowd in a frenzy. So it's like these guys get it. And, you know, God bless them. If they continue to come around, the crowd is absolutely going to annihilate them but they're gonna love every second of it oh absolutely they're gonna fucking destroy them (laughs) so following that we had our first women's match of the weekend bianca belair taking on and defeating becky lynch for the raw women's championship this here could arguably be my favorite match of night one I would say best match of the whole weekend. Yeah, I could, I could easily argue that if not runner up. Yeah. Uh, It's just, it was out. uh, Yeah. It was just outstanding. I think I know where you're going with that. The runner up one. Um, Yeah. I love this. This was a perfect culmination of a story since SummerSlam. And yeah, it was just, it was so well done. I loved the entrances freaking Becky with the Marvel-esque style um, movie at the beginning. And Bianca with the was a Texas Southern uh, band. Yeah, the whole thing was just, yeah. And the match itself, Becky looked like, a, holy shit, like a million dollars. I love the new haircut. Like, you think uh, she'd be all in shambles after what Bianca did to her. And now she's like, no, nah, fuck that shit. And she just comes out with this amazing hair and amazing everything. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you go. This is fantastic. It makes you wonder if that's actually her real hair. Because I know like a lot of the girls, they wear the clips and everything to add extra length or, or volume or whatever. So I wonder if this is her actual hair. And if it does, if it is, then that's fantastic. The whole, the whole presentation was just great. Yeah, you mentioned the entrances. I was just thinking at the end of tonight, like they did a really good job with the entrances. I feel like better than usual. WWE usually puts a lot into entrances and everything. I thought there were a lot of really awesome entrances. So yeah, definitely noticed that here. And like you mentioned with the story since last SummerSlam, I thought the storytelling within this match was phenomenal. And starting the match, teasing that manhandle slam again that Becky won with in... 20 seconds or whatever it was i was gonna that pinfall that near fall holy shit like i nearly jumped off my couch because i thought she was gonna beat her flat like 30 seconds i was like oh my god 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh shit. Oh, God bless both of them. That was oh, so much fun to watch. Yeah, I just the emotion, the 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 storytelling in this match was incredible. You know, again, I love Becky Lynch. I think she might be one of the best women on their uh, on their roster. And to come off as somebody like you don't want her to win, absolutely phenomenal. And Bianca right. Belair absolutely deserves another win here at another Mania. Just looked incredible. Yeah, she de- she deserves to be up there with the uh, the four horsewomen. Absolutely, absolutely. And to further along the story. Bianca was caught, not really caught, but like she was, there were photos taken of her walking around with a replica Raw Women's title all throughout the rest of Saturday night and into Sunday. Like, like, like access and stuff like that. So if we're going to get full denial, Becky Lynch come tomorrow or come Monday night when this, when Raw hits, oh man, this story can keep going. And this might bleed into WrestleMania backlash, and that's fine because these two are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother... Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that shortly because that, that door might have opened. Uh, not a forbidden door per se, but <laughs> segue into... Right? What a segue. <laughs> right into this. So, Zach, I don't know if we had been in contact when this had first happened, when we, uh, when CM Punk came around when he finally signed and Danielson, I had said to friends, I had said on our podcast, I'd said to everybody, even though it was absolutely almost solidified by everyone, but the talent themselves, I remember looking at Scott and going until they walk out to the ring. I will not believe it. Will not absolutely believe it. You need to walk out. And this was one of those moments because as we all know, a certain company likes to cock tease us, if you will. (laughs) You know, WWE is the uh, guilty of, you know, feeding one thing to the fans and give them something that they don't even care about. Yep. They're definitely guilty of that. That's for sure. And I know I'm like dragging this out here because this was this was this was something that when it happened, it really had to it, like it had to soak in. I really had to experience, you know, I not just because he came out, but because he came out with his logo, his music, his attire. Cody Rhodes showing up at Mania to take on and defeat Seth Rollins. What a moment! Just, just to have him to, to rise up like he used to do at A-Dub and just stand there and just soak it in. Uh, there was a video that came out earlier on Sunday talking about um, part of Cody's day where he was sitting in this, his bus and talking about how he never saw the crowd until he actually came up through the through the lift. And he's like, I just needed to stand there and just take it and just just listen because you get 77,000 people screaming that he's there and god knows how many millions screaming at home that oh my god Cody Rhodes is there and then how many AEW fans were burning his material burning his stuff and crying and oh my god the internet was just full of emotion when it came to Cody um, I love also with Seth, how he was laughing in the moment he noticed it was Cody, his face immediately went to a scowl. 
the welcome to back to the big leagues bitch move. I was, oh my God. It was just it was so good. Oh. It was a really good match. And this is why I'm so intrigued to watch Raw. I'm assuming Cody's going to show up on Raw and cut a promo because the fact that he did show up in his logo, his recent get up as music that he's had in AEW. And as you guys told me, wherever else he's been since he left WWE previously. So that's basically like WWE acknowledging that AEW and these other things exist and these things that Cody has done happened. So I'm really interested to see how much that actually plays into what Cody's going to say about his journey and what brought him back. So I do know just for starters that he is going to be on raw. Mm -hmm. He said he's going to reveal everything on raw, his goals, his aspirations. Now Um, it has been confirmed that he has signed a multi-year deal. He, and he will be the executive, uh, like one of the executive producers of the documentary that they're going to put together for his father. So, um, and this is all, this is all fine and dandy. And this is something that I saw somebody say, and if I could credit them, I would, where they're like, okay, Cody showed up as he wanted to, as we all wanted to see him show up. Yep. But now they have to deliver. Now they have to, great, he's there. He looks great. He has his own music. Three months, he could be Stardust again. That's Jobbing. true. That is so, true. And the fact also that he did the Stardust taunt, the very beginning of this match, kind of like shedding that skin from the past. And it was, yeah. Lots of little things. And I, ah, it's just, yeah. Another wonderful story in the ring. Yeah, this to, this might have not have been my favorite match. Of the, I mean, it was great. It was good for what it was. Definitely, uh, you know, Cody having his moments, making his, you know, he's doing his father's thing with the punches. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely getting, getting to feel it out with Seth Rollins. It was definitely, I think, tied for best WrestleMania moment for me. And we'll talk about that one shortly. What it's tied with. Okay. Okay. Um, but now, like, like I have, I immediately I went to sling DVR for Raw because I'll be gone at that point. Um, and you, you know, Scott, myself, and a friend of ours, we've already said so. Backlash, WrestleMania <laughs> backlash, because it's ten minutes that way. Yep. <laughs> if that oh, man. Yep. I will, I will definitely have to take some extra days off. <laughs> oh, man. Worth it. Yep. Absolutely. So finally, uh, finally, uh, second to last match of the night, Charlotte Flair took on and defeated Ronda Rousey by pinfall. So the craziest thing about this weekend, we will get into the numbers later, but night one, we were all pretty spot on. <laughs> I think this is one of the ones we all fell flat on, expecting Ron to get the um actually the except you. Except you. You actually picked Charlotte. You went against the grain. Yeah. This well, actually so... because of this match, you actually tied with Riddler for uh for the win for this one. Word. 
Yes, that's how tired I am recording this. <laughs> uh, yes, now I remember. Yes, I did pick that. That was a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> this was... Uh... This this was decent. This is what I was kind of expecting. Um, Ronda doesn't look like she's uh, lost a beat from when she left, and I mean Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah, it, it it's it's weird it, with this match. It definitely wasn't the most technically sound wrestling match. Um, there was definitely emotion with these two because. I know their promos on the on both Raw and SmackDown have been um, less than desirable. <laughs> so the crowd really wasn't all about it. And they kind of gave it to him a little bit during this match, if I'm remembering correctly. But having Charlotte go over here, honestly, now that I think about it, probably the correct move. Yeah, I think this ended up doing a little bit better than I was expecting. And uh, I think that that finish is a little bit better. It makes it a little more interesting for this story to continue for, for Charlotte to retain with a little, a little bit of a screwy finish there. Yep. So yeah, I, I wasn't very excited about it going in, but I was a little more into the match than I thought I would be. Yeah. And I think, especially after the Cody moment, I think this might have been, I don't want to say the the crowd was tired, but I mean there was a lot of energy then. Yeah. Um, and this segued into what was about to happen, where KO show, KO show was gonna close the uh close the night out. And again, I like to I like to be doubting. I don't like to get my hopes up. But obviously, Stone Cold was going to be there. There's no way you slap Stone Cold's name on anything. He's going to show up at whatever it is WWE does. Because that man is money. And if they ever, again, had WWE ever fucked with that idea of, oh, yeah, Stone Cold's showing up. And he never did. Unless it was for health reasons. That's one thing. But, you know, I think the fans would lose their minds. However... Nineteen years. Nineteen years since Stone Cold first wrestled in a match. We got a Stone Cold match in twenty twenty two, Scott. It's and Zach. Like I'm just like I'm still sitting here. I'm like more so surprised about that than Cody coming to WWE. Yeah, on yeah, I agree with you on that. Like I remember WrestleMania nineteen. And I remember his match against The Rock. And what a beautiful match that was between those two. Rock finally getting the victory over Stone Cold. And we all knew this was Stone Cold's last official match. And it was... He did the thing. You know, he went out on his back like you're supposed to when you put over, you know, a, a talent when you're retiring. But this on Saturday just was just so unexpected in, in a way like I w when they talked about the KO show and Austin was going to be the guest I'm like all right 
this will be like maybe a five, 10 minute thing. Austin will give them a stunner and it'll be over. A crowd will go, go home happy because Austin stunned somebody again. No, we got like two cases of beer. We, <laughs> we got, how long was this match? It was it almost was, it 15 minutes. Like what? <laughs> almost 15. Anything goes match. KO did his best to sell everything that Austin did and God bless him for that too. And the way he stole, first off, I got what I wanted. Stone Cold took a stunner from KO. I had like three things I wanted all the whole time. And that was one of them. And I was so happy to get that. And then the way KO sold Austin Stunner, it looked like he got shot. <laughs> it was crazy. It's like, honestly, like all the stunners this weekend, minus one, we'll talk about that in a little bit, were the best stunners I've ever seen Austin to give. It's just the reactions were just fantastic. And not only was it a 15-minute match, they went all over the arena. They went over the barricade into the crowd. Stone Cold took the suplex onto the cement and they were all the way up on the stage. Yep. They were everywhere. It was crazy that they were going all over the place. They're doing all these, they were mixing up with some of the moves, not expected at all. Yeah. He Austin took bumps. Like yeah. that was my thing. I was just like, because you think I literally thought when the ref was going to come and the bell rang, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a squash. Austin's going to just hit him the right way. Boom, stunner, one, two, three. And the fact that he took bumps, like you said, they made this a no-holds-bar. They went into the crowd. Stone Cold, for somebody who hasn't wrestled in almost 20 years, still wrestles like, you know, it's 1997. (laughs) And the crowd, oh, my God. I miss... I miss those pops so much. Like it gave me, I have chills again, just thinking of it. Just that was the shit that I lived for when I was younger. And AEW has given it a couple of times, like CM Punk, probably the last one I would say that was like rattling an arena, but I don't think anybody can top an Austin pop. Nearly 80,000 people losing their shit. (laughs) In San Antonio, of all places. Uh, It was, yeah, that that lived up. I mean, we were just going to be happy if it was just a talk segment with a couple stunners thrown in and we got all this. That was phenomenal. Yeah, this is the one I really have to think about. Like again, like I keep thinking about Cody. Okay, Cody, this is this this, this is doable. But again, before I even got my you know got my hands dirty with wrestling as a kid, Stone Cold had retired. Like he would show up. He was a general manager. Him and Eric Bischoff were feuding on Raw. You know, that's what I remember oh because God. he because that you know, that's what was going on, you know, because he couldn't wrestle. He couldn't physically do it. Do I want to see him wrestle again? I don't know because I, I mean, he's technically retired. I mean, he, 
for somebody who has the problems he does, he's actually in pretty good shape. Yeah. He's lost a ton of weight from WrestleMania 32 um, when he was when he showed up. Um, and uh, I believe he stunned uh, Xavier Woods, which was another fantastic moment. Um, he looked a lot more overweight and like for like for his build and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, I, I worry about his health. But this weekend, man looks like, yeah, he could keep going. Should he? Probably not. But this was a beautiful thing. And also major props to Kevin Owens. This man built this entire feud by himself. Minus the one stone cold uh, promo to accept it. Like this man is worth every penny that they paid when they re-signed him. Hall this of man Fame. needs, yeah, this man needs to have heavyweight title runs before he leaves. If he ever leaves, I hopefully he doesn't. It's just, yeah, easily. Oh, it's so good. The way he he said it in the KO show, like. I tricked you, Steve. I brought you out here so I could challenge you to a match. You thought he got him. That was so great. It was brilliant how they did it. How they set it up. Felt I really felt like a little kid. Yeah. I really felt like a little kid again. Yep. Yep. When I before I hopped the night too, the one so through my trek with my girlfriend about wrestling, we were talking about. Because she didn't realize that, A, he had even broken his neck. And, B, she didn't realize he broke his neck at the beginning of his, of his WWE run for the most part. She's like, what? So I pulled up the match and we watched it. And when he's – it's funny. He's coming out with the fucking vest. He just, you know, clean shaven. I looked at her go, see that? I go, that was peak fucking badass mid-late 90s. I go, yep. you didn't have to watch wrestling, but you knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin was, and that yep. was peak badass. Yep. <laughs> yep. But speaking of um, retirees, night two, night two again, I was like, oh, they got they might slouch on this one because I felt, last year I felt like night two was the weaker night. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But this one delivered. They delivered with night two, and they kicked it off with Triple H coming out, doing his whole entrance, you know, doing the game thing. And I'm like, what's you know, what's he doing? But I, when I saw what he had in his hands, he had his boots. You knew this was yeah. this was like, yes, he made the announcement, but this was the like his almost like retirement ceremony, if you will. Yeah, it would not surprise me if. If not next year, the year after, he'll lead the class um, for uh, the Hall of Fame. I have my thoughts for next year's class, or at least the, the head person, but we could talk about that on another day. But yeah, this uh, to see him do his whole entrance, the whole water spit, the whole flexing in the in the on the ropes, and just yeah, it's as much as I hated him when I was younger. He did his job as a heel. Like I legitimately hated this man. <laughs> like if I saw him in the street, I'd give him a piece of my mind when I was little. But watching him just 
grow and evolve and, and take over NXT when he did and just what he turned NXT into before 2.0 rolled around. It was just the amount of respect that I have for, for that man is, is insane. And watching him, you know, leave his boots in the ring is just, yeah, it's a little emotional, not going to lie. <laughs> Especially to kick off WrestleMania with him and give him that entrance, because when you think of some of the most iconic WrestleMania entrances, a lot of those are Triple H. He has some of the best big production entrances. So that was a really nice moment to get him out there. And everybody had heard about him in the news recently. So it was nice. He got that and got to put his boots out there and to kick off night two of WrestleMania. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot, I, I, now, now I think about it. Like all out of the people that were actively wrestling at the time, when I started watching triple H had the most intimidating entrance out of them all. (laughs) Yep. Nothing's more intimidating than fucking raspy Lemmy screaming through a microphone for you. Right. Hmm. But that being said, we're going to kick right into these matches. First and foremost, we opened up RK Bro taking on and retained the titles between the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I don't understand why none of us, Riddler included, nobody picked the champs to retain. My thought is mania. You know, one of these teams need to have their mania moment. Yeah, it's very true. It was, yeah, it was just like, wait, what? I like, I expect somebody. Me, I was like, yeah, for the academy. Woo. And I'm like, wait, why didn't I think of the champs? Shit. <laughs> like, I was legitimately nervous rolling into this night because Riddler and you had won. So you each got a point apiece. Riddler had tied me with four. You had gotten to three, and if you would won tonight, it would have been a three-way tie going into uh, the finals or into like uh, our um, to see who won the championship. But the fact with RKO winning, nobody got a point. So it, 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 it thankfully for me guaranteed me at least a share <laughs> of the win. Oh my god. Only thinking we'll about, about yourself. Huh? Only thinking about yourself. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to blow the lead. I mean, God. <laughs> I was already nervous enough. So Would have been embarrassing. Alpha, huh? Would have been embarrassing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. I mean, it could be still. We, we'll well, find out who wins the championship and once we're done night two. <laughs> well, talk about embarrassing. Nobody. Again, night one, we did, we, we did a pretty decent job. Night two did not look good. It looked like a train wreck. Nobody and had of course, more than three victories. <laughs> in the words of Scott during this whole event, we are just mere mortals because we doubted Lashley with pants. Yep. As soon as he came out with those red, red and black pants, Riddler's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I made a huge mistake. Yep. (laughs) We done messed up. None of us believed in the power of Bobby Lashley's pants. But this match against almost, and even though he lost, oh man, he just, 
this guy has a future ahead of him. Mm. Yeah. I, I loved everything about this match. It was nice to see Bobby getting the victory in his return. Uh, almost just look dominating still. And so, yeah, definitely has a future. Uh, I would expect him to go on a rampage now that he lost to Bobby and he'll continue to destroy people for a little while until somebody else steps up. Um, but yeah, this was, this was good. Yeah. I was wondering what the big spot would be Lashley slamming Omos, whatever the vertical suplex. I mean, the physics of suplexing a man of that height and weight. Pretty crazy. Crazy. It's the power of the pants, man. <laughs> it's morphin' time. <laughs> he pulled it right out of those pants. Yeah. So this is where the night gets interesting. So match three, Johnny Knoxville taking on Sami Zayn. Knoxville's older, yes, but he's also a stuntman. I we don't have to exp- I don't have to explain to anybody who Knoxville is at this point. You know, if you grew up watching Jackass, you know who the guy is and what he's capable of. Yep. I wasn't sure what this was gonna be like because he comes out looking like a complete clown. I'm like, okay, he's got the superhero gig going. What's going to happen? And he beat Sammy, but oh boy, this was this was uh This was a joke match. And I don't think WWE does these well often or often at all. No. But like this is one of those matches that felt like uh like this was for lulls anyways, but this was fun. Yes. <laughs> this this match had no business being as hilarious as it was. Um I the big hand again, I think that was another thing on my list. And they gave it to me, and I'm just like, ah, yes. Sammy with the big hand to the face. I believe the only other person that that's happened to was Zack Ryder. So that's always fun. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing was just great. The mouse traps and the big mouse trap. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, Who the hell thought of that? Right? And, and also, major props to Johnny Knoxville for knowing what to do when the mouse trap didn't work. <laughs> he knew exactly where to go. And all of a sudden, it came back and caught him. <laughs> And then slammed onto Sammy. Man, I expected the whole cast to get involved, and they did. But He Man, uh, oh my God, uh, not He Man, the We Wee Man. Man with the uh, the power slam of of, <laughs> of Sammy. The crowd was just eating it up. Oh, it was so good. And Pontius Party Boy, we got a Party Boy. I wasn't even thinking we would get to see that. I can't like there was so like the yeah that Pontius came out and I'm like I'm like there's no way and he's dancing around he's dancing around and I thought it would just distract him then the pants come off and I'm like oh he's re- it's party boy guys this is legit and the whole time on commentary Pat McAfee's like man I've seen this man's ass more than I'm willing to admit <laughs> especially in the newest jackass movie you see a lot of parts of these guys yeah but this match was one of the most entertaining things i have ever seen it was incredible yeah like it was a joke match whatever but it 
but it worked. They they did it so masterfully. Sami Zayn, incredible work here. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every second. And this is definitely gonna work when it, you know, you you go back to what was he on SmackDown or Raw, Scott? Sammy? Yeah. Uh SmackDown, I believe. Okay, so this is gonna work because he's gonna go back and like, you know, again, it was a conspiracy. You see all the people he brought with him? You know, I wasn't able to, you know, you know, this was all against me. Da, 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 yep. da. It plays out. It was great. Yep. You know, Sammy looked great too. Knoxville took a lot of bumps. Uh, again, you know, he got brain damage from the fucking movie from the bull. But like he did a good just it was good. It was good. The <laughs> he had like a the button to trigger the the electronics, the pyro from the top (laughs) belt. Like they got really creative with this. I love how he's like laying on his back and all of a sudden his hand just shoots up. (laughs) It was almost like uh, it literally was almost like they said, hey, let's fit an episode of Jackass in like a 10 minute match, 15 minute match. Yeah. (laughs) It worked. Yep. It did work. It did work. Um, next up, we had the fatal four-way between for the women's tag titles. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi taking on uh, Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and then Natalia and Shayna Baszler with Banks and Naomi getting the win here. I don't think any of us picked uh, them nope. to win this. Nope. We all actually picked Liv and Rhea. <laughs> um, their gear, first of all, um ma'am Ooh. this is a wendy's like what the fuck <laughs> um yeah. when i saw them walking down i immediately just started to scroll twitter and their their stands did not disappoint in their thirst for these two women um absolutely crazy the match itself was great honestly i think all 12 women this weekend brought it they all did, I think, a really good job um, with Sasha and Naomi getting the victory. Uh, it, it's a shout out to Team Bad back in the day. And this is Sasha's first ever victory at WrestleMania. So her loss, I think she was like 0 6 or 0 7 or something, but she finally gets a W. So that's yeah, that's great. I, li- I like the fact that. They're they're bringing Naomi back up. Um, she's gone through so much shit with Sonya Deville recently. It's nice to have her be back in the title picture. Um, in Sasha's Sasha Sasha, there's really, <laughs> what can we say about Sasha Banks that you know she's just yeah she's easily one of the best. Yeah, I wish I thought of the Sasha streak coming into this. That I would I would definitely have picked Sasha to win because of that. I I I do really enjoy them as a team. It was, it was a very good match. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that um Corey Graves was like over emotional with the fact that Carmelo lost. And um yeah, I, I think Corey's been doing a really good job as well. Um now that cats out of the bag and everybody knows that they're together anyways but they had their their online series on youtube and now they're together essentially on screen i think corey's been doing a really good job trying to trying to sell them as a team and as them those two as a couple so um 
now that her and Zelina are no longer champions, I'm assuming after Carmella comes back from her honeymoon, I would assume that Zelina and Carmella now are going to have a little program together. So that should be interesting. That team will disappear. <laughs> yeah, I, I will be fascinated to see what happens now. Um, because, like, like I said, because of Cody, he's opened the forbidden door on my end, and I will be watching Ryan SmackDown this week because I have all the free time in the world. <laughs> but here's a match following that. We had, on paper, I think this is absolutely delivered. You know, they're really about the same age, give or take a couple years. Mm-hmm. But knowing that they've never wrestled before, it's almost like, again, I know AJ Styles has been a WWE guy for years, but when Edge was around, he was not. So we got Edge and AJ Styles with Edge getting the win here. Yeah, Zach talking about um, WrestleMania entrances and like how extravagant they can be. Edge won the the whole weekend for the best entrance. Like this man looking like a Dark Lord coming out with the the fire pyro and oh just just i ate it up like i as much as i love his old theme his new theme fits him it's perfect it is perfect for him and of course with the end of this match with damian priest just being there the rumors are true edge is gonna have himself a new brood or a new some dark faction Mm. oh boy (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. Very excited. Yeah. I, I've told you guys I'm not a big Damian Priest fan, but I think him being being a heel might be more interesting to me. So seeing what he can do with Edge, now I'm much more interested in this. So that was, yeah, that was, I was not expecting that at the, at the end of there and Edge hitting the, like, jumping through the air, diving spear as AJ was flying through the air. Pretty sweet. Yeah, the entrance had me pretty frightened of Edge. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool. AJ came in with a little blood from his entrance. God. Yeah, and people were like, did he, was it the pyro? What had happened? The majority of the people that I saw said that he accidentally clipped the stage as he was coming out. So that's why, because I'm looking, I'm like, why is this man bleeding? What happened? He's not Ric Flair. He don't just combust into bleeding. That's a, no, what happened? But yeah, that was, that was nuts. The match was great. Um, the crowd was like, man, for this and kind of made me sad because they did a good job, but the energy for the crowd was just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, no, I was hoping you get more crowd response because this one, this one on paper, like I said, this one felt like this is like, this is a big deal yep. to me, like looking and realizing none of, they haven't wrestled each other and whatnot. I, I don't know. I thought they'd be a little more responsive, but maybe they were tuckered out by the women's match prior. Uh, so we got two additional matches. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say two additional matches. Um uh, on night two, the first of all is the match got cut from night one. Sheamus and Ridge Holland taken on defeat in the new day. So two fucking minutes, I think. 
less than that. A minute 40, it said. I was like, I think under the, when after they did after this, they did the, the Hall of Fame remembrance again. And they had Taker come out. I think Taker had more time on the top of the stage than the New Day and Ridge and Sheamus had in the ring. I was like, guys, we saw Taker and everything on Saturday. I get it. It's the Undertaker. I get it. But God damn it, let your current performers wrestle. <laughs> but it could have been different fans in the crowd on night two. So they also had to see the Undertaker. That's true. But it was kind of nice, I guess, that they still got to have the match. True. Uh, I don't know why, still don't know why they had to, what the point was of cutting it from night one and adding it to night two. I don't why know. not just extend night one a little bit, but yeah. Um, Either that or they could have easily put this on the pre-show because honestly, it was four hours of video clips and interviews. That's really all it was. They they traditionally always have dark matches or our kickoff show matches. They had none. Like this could have been easily given 15 minutes on the on the kickoff show. Having yeah, the same result, but still. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I did not watch either kickoff show because well, I watched half a night one. I watched like a half hour of it, and then when you told me, you're like, "Oh yeah, kickoff shows at six tonight," and I'm like, "Why the fuck do we need a two hour kickoff show?" Probably the only gripe I think I have of the weekend. Why the fuck do we need a two hour kickoff show? I'm gonna hear clips and interviews. Shit, I really don't care about. Yeah, I know some of it means something, but like. They've cut it down to two nights, and now we still have a long kickoff show of people just right. talking. Yeah. Opinion panels. Yeah. Great. You, you've just given who I thought had this gone longer. I thought this could have been, potentially been a killer match. Yeah. It's, in the long term, this could have been one of the better matches of the night. I feel the like fact- we'll get a, we'll get a, um, they'll run it back on SmackDown and they'll give it the full the full treatment they're supposed to have. But the fact that they could have just easily slid this into, you know, uh, a kickoff show, it, it, it could have been done. It's, it's not that difficult, but whatever. They chose to do it this way. The main thing for these kickoff shows that I noticed is that they had a lot of celebrities. They had sports stars. They had, you know, stuff like that. Just asking for, you know, their thoughts on different matches. So I, I get that, but it didn't need to be four hours of extra stuff. It could have been easily an hour each night and it would have been fine. But whatever. It is what it is. Takes Mr. Zach. Uh, well, <laughs> I think that it's good that they got on the actual show, though, because, I don't know, you, it, they could have had more time on a pre-show, but then you're not on the actual WrestleMania card, and it doesn't live on with the WrestleMania if you go back and, and watch it, right? So I, I think it's still better to be actually on the show. That is true. That's a good point. They don't, they don't keep the kickoff shows really with the, with the pay-per-views, so... That makes sense. That that is true. Good point. Good point. I think the only other gripe I would have, not so much with the card. It wasn't even with the card. The only other gripe I think I would put with this in Scott and uh, Scott. I think I've told you. I've said this to you before. For some ungodly reason, they like to just like not include the IC title in things like this mm. anymore. Yep. That is a gripe that I forgot that I had. Yes. 
Yeah, the Intercontinental and the United States Championship were nowhere to be found. Um, they actually were both. Well, the Inter- Intercontinental title was defended on WrestleMania SmackDown, and the United States Champion was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Didn't have an actual match, even though he's in the middle of a feud with Damian Priest. Don't know if they dropped it now with him being with Edge. Honestly, I think they should continue it that way. He can have that title, and then they can push Edge towards the, you know, the unified championship. So who knows? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, again, they could have easily slid those those matches in there somewhere, but they chose not to. Yeah, and I think I mean I get the, I like the U.S. title, but for me the IC title is. At times, I feel like maybe an even more important title than the world title. It used to be. Unfortunately, it's been a long time since those mid-card titles have actually meant anything real. So hopefully at some point that could, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they can change that, but who knows if that's going to be ever happening. (laughs) Well, after that, though, gripes aside, we got now just one. We got two Pat McAfee matches, guys. Um, Pat taking on Austin Theory. What the hell did he come out to? I thought it was hysterical. Oh, his Seven Nation Army from, Army. from the White yeah. Stripes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And with the with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, the whole shebang. Uh, this crowd. Oh, God bless this crowd. I was kind of feeling a little meh, like just like energy was draining. But the moment with they got Pat up and going, like I was just like, let's go, like hopping off my couch, like just freaking out with this whole thing. Oh, so good. The crowd was fully into it, doing the chanting, doing the song throughout the match. They, they were more excited. It seemed more up and active for this match than anything, than maybe even arguably the Austin stuff. Yeah. I mean, Pat Pat McAfee is so over, like Vince did himself a solid by signing this man um, to do commentary on SmackDown and to have him be able to go in and do a match and get a win, like, (sighs) great. Yeah, and again, like Pat McAfee did not, he did not disappoint. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He is the full package. You know, even Michael Cole made the comment. He goes, you are now one of three people to have commentated and wrestled in the same WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. And another another thing for me, the fact that Michael Cole got so emotional about Pat in this match, like it literally brought tears to my eye. Like, like I love Michael Cole. I always have. And I remember in the beginning, he was so like, Pat needs to calm down, but now he's just like, just, just go and just be you. And it's just how he was so anti Austin theory when he's like, I'm supposed to be an impartial journalist, but for this match, I'm not going to (laughs) be Byron stack Byron Saxton, given the side eye to Vince as he was at the ring. He's like, Michael, no, you know, don't say that so loudly. See, normally I hate Michael Cole, but I loved him in this match and how much he was behind Pat that I really enjoyed. Yeah, no, just Cole was. Cole is definitely getting towards the end of his tenure, I feel. 
Um, I mean, he's not Jr. old, but I just feel like he's getting towards the end. You got a lot of the younger talent, but having Pat with him, you just you're seeing Michael Cole like you haven't seen him in a long time. A hundred percent, yes. Like he has completely revitalized his career. Uh, because yeah, like I used to be like so like oh my god, Cole, stop. <laughs> he used to be like. It just whoever he had with him just it didn't it didn't jive. But it's just like whatever. And just Cole was just doing his job. He was going through the paces. But the moment Pat McAfee showed up, like the energy went to eleven. And to this day, I can't wait for Shinsuke and Boogs to come out because Pat McAfee is going to go ape shit and dance on that goddamn commentary table and do oh, I love that do nasty things to Michael Cole's head while he's doing it. <laughs> It's uh, man, but yeah, um, that first match was outstanding. I truly feel like that second one was not necessary, but damn it, Vince, <laughs> why are you gonna do this? Why? I don't know how to feel about that second match. I really don't. Maybe it'll lead up to a rematch. <sighs> Maybe I, I I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm with Zach on this. I don't know how to feel about it. Like I I don't think the whole thing was necessary. I get that you know he wanted re- a little bit of revenge because Austin lost, and why did it have to be an actual match? And because it's Vince. And yeah. then you you had to have the Steve Austin moment for night two. The night two people had to have a steve austin moment true but i don't think the match needed to happen though for austin still to come out and stun everybody including austin theory which to me for after that easily the best one i think i've ever seen like this man got height his arms and legs are flopping everywhere and he land bounces eight times i'm like what the hell and then you know he stuns vince and Sort of. <laughs> Vince stumbles. Austin picks him up. Vince bounces off the ropes. He's he an old man. Him. Vince just falls backwards. Like, <laughs> it was He's like, a very old man. Oh, my God. Like, you're 76. Don't take stunners. Oh, Christ. And then the celebration with Pat McAfee. And he stuns this man. And it's geyser town for days. And just beautiful. He sells it and he just like flops like perfectly. He's still spitting beer as he's falling backwards. It's just great. The shot of him lying on his back, dead, lifeless eyes, but still like chugging beer and like (laughs) chewing on it. Uh, Something that stuck out to me here was after all was said and done, all you can hear is um, listen to the commentary. Yeah, Michael was like, Pat, you good? You good, Pat? Yeah, yeah, you just get your bearings now. We're gonna like move forward. <laughs> oh, it's like Pat's exit from the night. <laughs> it was beautiful. It really, uh, it's just so good. Like this whole segment just ruled. That was just uh... <sighs> wildly entertaining. But yeah, Brilliant. just the, the second match part. I don't know. And the yeah. fact that Vince beat Pat by kicking a football lightly into him. I know. <laughs> The man who kicked Adam head Adam Cole's head straight oh, off. Oh my god. 
defeated by Vince McMahon's football kick. For a moment, I thought we were going to get a throwback, and I thought the Kiss My Ass Club was coming back. Ooh. <sighs> that would, I think, honestly, would have been more appropriate for the time than a match. And then have Austin come out and stop him from doing it, but whatever. Although I don't want to see a 76 year old ass. So, right. (laughs) I thought about it for a second. I'm like, wait, I know it's one o'clock on the 1 30 in the morning. We're recording. You're like, wait, no, wait, stop, stop, stop the presses. (laughs) (laughs) Pull it back. Nope. (laughs) We're tired, but we're not that tired. That's right. No. (laughs) So, last but not least, we had the main event, the match which they had been, you know, billing as the best WrestleMania match of all time. Uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, title for title, winner takes all. As expected, but not disappoint, Roman Reigns defeated, got the win, and now is the unified, I'd say undisputed, WWE World Champion. I like it. I like it. Yes. Um, I fully hope, hope for a new belt. Uh, come tomorrow should be very interesting the match itself was good I enjoyed it um, the ref bump was obviously I knew it was going to happen um, it's just one of those things it's just like there has to be some shenanigans here Paul has to get involved in some capacity and he does but yeah it was it was it was it was good Roman we acknowledge Roman Roman is the everything champion now i'm glad you said that because i wanted to mention the sign of the night was acknowledge d's nuts yes (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm glad that that never gets old nope and speaking of d's nuts did you notice the the low blow that Roman delivered, he, I don't know what he did, but he like, it looked like he caught Brock in the jaw at the same time with his fist as he gave him the low blow. It he was full armed it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, is that a separate move? That's you don't have to hit a guy in the jaw when you're also hitting him in the nuts. It's overkill. It's true. Cool. Good Two match. Birds, one stone. <laughs> It was, yeah, a lot of, um, it was a lot of the stuff I think you expect from Roman and Brock match, the spear through the barricade breaking. I feel like that happens every time these guys meet and suplexes and all that, but just this, this version of Roman and this version of Brock being so fun and over, um, they took it to that next level. It was, it was good. Yeah, now I'm I'm really curious because I feel like I saw somewhere with the whole Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes thing, something having to do with a you know title match down the road, whatever happens with that match. And that being said, I'm really curious, like how soon is Cody gonna get his title shot? Right. And who's he? Who's he going to go after? Is it is is because there's only he can only go after Roman right now, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see what they do if they if there's going to be another 
champion or what happens, but. That's what I was telling. I, I mentioned to Scott, I go, can you imagine that's like the first title offense Roman has Cody Rhodes. Ooh. Yeah, that <laughs> I would be into that. I would, I would pay money to see that. And we might be because uh, the next pay-per-view is down the road. So <laughs> But seriously, though, I'm actually really intrigued. This this was a good mania. You know, in recent years, I know I've, you know, there's been a lot of trash. Just a lot of throwaway. A lot of throwaway. Um, and going back to the ones that I've watched since going to 33, you know, 40, 34 was like all right. 35 was all right. 36 was, you know, was that COVID? Yeah, that, that was one, the one we're supposed to go to, and then COVID happened, and yeah. 37, one night was good, one night was okay. This one actually seemed consistent across the board. Yep. One of the best, yeah, overall manias I can remember from recent years, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping they continue that trend, and hopefully with the rest of their product, continue that. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they need to continue bringing that energy. Uh, the crowd did a wonderful job in in making this this weekend really special, uh, and I fully expect tomorrow's RAW or tonight's RAW <laughs> to be equally as ridiculous. Um, and then hopefully going forward, that yeah, they continue that trend because uh, we got what WrestleMania backlash in a month. I think it's on the eighth of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's we just keep keep chugging along. But I know for us, in what a month and three weeks, you and I head to Vegas. Used to double or nothing. Double or nothing. The first, the first point in the, the second year of our championship, which. I would say would be the real main event of this whole year. Now, for those of you who've been under a rock, haven't paid attention to us blabbering for the past year, we decided, I think it was around SummerSlam, to have a playful competition um, between all four of us, uh, obviously, I know Riddler is not here tonight because the poor man has to get up real early in the morning to work. So God bless him. All four of us decided to go and pick, you know, the major, the top five for, for WWE and all the AW pay-per-views. Whoever won got a point, And the winner at the end would be the first ever Ship It Studios heavyweight wrestling champion. Tonight was the culmination of those, you know, the first, what, uh, six months or so, or more than that now, but since, you know, everything started. And leading into the weekend, I had a slim one-point lead over the Riddler. Sam had two. Mrs. Zach had one. We ended the night tonight with both myself and the Riddler with five victories in a tie. 
so we decided on our go home show that if there was a tie, we would go to a tiebreaker, which would be overall victories. And if we were tied in overall victories, we would then go to WrestleMania Backlash to decide the actual winner. But I crunched the numbers as uh, before this podcast started. And our final tally between myself and Mr. Riddler, your winner and your first ever Ship It Studios heavyweight champion by a score of 52 to 47 is your boy, the new Ship It Studios champion. Look at that thing. Got an actual day. I went out today and I bought myself a title, a little fun title. And I took your advice, Mr. Zach. I slapped a nice little Chivit Studios over it. So I will now treasure this some bitch for a year. Those on YouTube, when they watch this, you'll see this beautiful thing. But I can't wait to gloat about this for the next year or until whoever who wins ship it in the bank thinks they can beat me. Not going to happen. <laughs> yes. That. That, that, you know, going to hand it to you. But also, I mean, everyone else involved, with you only watching pretty much all the WWE stuff and us kind of like on the back end, you know, it's closer than I thought it'd be. <laughs> closer than I thought it'd be, but, you know, you picked it up, you know, you swept as expected. And it's going to be, now that we've done this, now that we've done this, I think the real excitement begins. Starting clean slate with double or nothing. Correct. Yeah. Um, there, there should be more people involved this, this upcoming year. Uh, we, we developed the, the concept of ship it in the bank, uh, where now as champion, I will decide upon a random pay-per-view from a random company. Everybody else will do a picks for it. Whoever wins that show will get the money in the bank or they ship it in the bank and they can challenge me at any pay-per-view throughout the rest of the year. Well, any major pay-per-view for the rest of the year. If they can beat me, they take the title. If not, it's mine until next year's WrestleMania. I'm just glad there's a clean slate. I don't have to hear every single pay-per-view anymore. Oh, Mr. Zach has zero wins. Oh, Mr. Zach only has one win. He's in last. Clean slate now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happened this past year. And it is going to get more interesting now because we do have our first champion, but now you also have a giant target on your back. It's true. I'm a big man, so I'm used to big targets. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to solidify that. Hopefully soon we can get all the rules written, get the whole... uh the whole thing going like definitely off show will you know further discuss but guys i think this was a great weekend i'm glad we're doing this i i i this delivered this this delivered in ways i didn't think it did and i really enjoyed this weekend and i hope this continues on um again monday after raw it's coming up tonight we have you know smackdown after wrestlemania and the fun doesn't end. Like we said, WrestleMania backlash beginning of May, double or nothing, end of May. Yep. The fun never, never stops. Mr. Zach, thank you for joining us this weekend. We love having you on. We have to do these uh, 
these pay-per-view picks. So much fun. It would be more fun if I would win, which I plan on doing starting the next one. Well, we all, uh, we're all going to be paying attention a little more uh, thoroughly now because of this. You know, Scott's not going to do some like crazy New England Patriots 20 year dominant streak of the AFC East. Hell no. I, I mean, I might. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But all you guys, thank you for listening. And if you don't already do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. Don't forget to follow Mr. Zach and Riddler's podcast, Back to the Ring. We are both podcasts for Ship It Studios. We are on all streaming platforms. If there's one we're not on, please let us know. We will put ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, describe, just subscribe. I keep saying describe. It's like the fifth time I've done that. Like you can describe it if month. you want to. Subscribe. You right. can describe our podcast. We don't know what it's about anymore. Uh, <laughs> leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Ship It Studios Back to the Ring and Above the Ring is the podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, WrestleMania 38 come and gone, but the year continues and the excitement also continues. Thank you for listening. And as always, do not forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.